0: Thank you for
1: listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at PharmacyPodcast.com. Hey there, pharmacy community. This is Todd Yuri. And this is Ron Lampin. And you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Happy New Year. Hey, this is Todd, you the host of the Pharmacy Podcast, and I have my co-host here today. How are you doing, Ron?
0: I'm doing great. How about yourself? Very
1: good, and happy new year to you.
0: Happy new year to you and the listeners as well.
1: Hey, it's been an incredible 2014. I was just sharing with Ron that um, that we increased listeners by about 20%, and I want to thank uh, people out there who are... Um, avid listeners who are faithful listeners to the show, um, I am excited about um, 2015. Uh, but I want to reflect a little bit on uh, 2014, and uh, and just share with the listeners how excited we were um, to have a tremendous year. I was also sharing with Ron, uh, and Ron, I, I realized you didn't you didn't know this, but your uh, episode one twenty five was the New Year show for two thousand fourteen, which was New Year, New Strategies. The interview with Apothecary by Design, and uh, what a what a great show!
0: Yeah, what a coincidence! I had no idea.
1: So you're back, and uh, because of that, Ron and I have decided that this needs to be a tradition. So um, you'll be back for the two thousand sixteen show, Ron.
0: And I can't wait. <laughs>
1: All right. So we had some uh, really good shows. We had, um, uh, like I said, an increase about twenty percent uh, of our listener base. Uh, we did a leadership show uh, in late January uh, through the RX chat, which uh, launched RX chat uh, with our uh, co-founders, the RX Wiki team, and uh, what a, a way to, to kick off, um, you know, the the RX chat being in parallel with uh, the Pharmacy Podcast. And I think that really helped to build our listener base, Run,
0: Yeah, I think that was great. And, and congratulations on much of the success. It's it's well earned. And, um, you know, I'm glad that the listeners are able to tune in and get something out of it and continue to interact with the Pharmacy Podcast Show.
1: Yeah, the hashtag RxChat really uh, made some, some waves through the Twitter sphere. And um, we were excited to... To get a bunch of uh, new pharmacists involved in that uh, weekly chat, which is Wednesdays uh, at 12:30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, we had a recurring uh, guest, uh, Mr. Scott Maitland, who had a great 2014 himself. He actually um, partnered with the um, the IACP uh, and has become part of their staff, um, doing public relations and marketing and um, as a director, and I'm very excited for Scott. He's been a very um, an important part of the pharmacy podcast. He has uh, done a tremendous job at marketing the show, um, and I'm so proud of what he's done in 2014. He came out with a new magazine for the IACP. Um, it's going to be kind of cool, Ron. I don't know if you know this, but you're going to flip the magazine over. And it's going to be another magazine on one side, and then you'll flip it back over, and it's going to be the uh, um, uh, the quarterly marketing magazine, uh, Pharmacy Marketing Quarterly. So it's it's going to be a um, it's going to be a dual magazine all in one.
0: That's great, and I really like Scott, and um, you know I've met him over the years, and uh, I love Pharmacy Marketing Quarterly. In fact, I submitted an article last uh, edition for that, and. I'm looking forward to see what he does with the IACP and, and that publication. Yeah, me too.
1: And uh, moving forward into um, to February, we uh, did a, a bunch of other RX chats, which we definitely want to keep up with. That uh, we did an interesting one on March thirteenth, uh, RX chat uh, with the CMS decision on proposed changes to Medicare Part D. Um, what can you? What can you fill us in on that, uh, Ron, if anything, uh, with regards to decisions on proposed changes to Medicare Part D?
0: Well, I think a lot of pharmacists are really excited um, that CMS has really taken a more aggressive stance in understanding what's going on with pharmacy benefit managers and saying, you know, there actually might be a problem. And I think that at first when the new year started, I think a lot of people were upset because it felt like the air just came out of the balloon. You know, we had a great run with the big rule with CMS and then all of a sudden there was a lot of pressure put on by pharma and by the, the PBM industry and you know Congress told CMS to back off a little bit but what the great thing about what CMS did is even though it did scale down um, you know it's its prior proposal uh, 2016 is going to be great because it's going to require a lot of the pharmacy benefit managers to adhere to um, a federal, Uh, MAC price reporting standard, and that's really what's been hurting a lot of pharmacies, so that's really encouraging, and it's really helping a lot of things on the state level, knowing that that's there next year, so it's it's great for pharmacies to say, look, this is coming. Why don't we get a jump start on it now, Um, and it just really seems to be like CMS Mm -hmm. has, has come up um, I don't want to say more on the side of pharmacy because they are a regulator they try to be neutral, but I think that they're really starting to see from the pharmacy's uh, perspective that a more even playing field needs to be created.
1: You know, I um, look back on some of the progression and um, I'm just so impatient, um, but nonetheless, I understand, you know, that uh, that moving uh policy and uh and laws that, that trickle down and actually affects the the payment of services provided by pharmacy and pharmacists is is slow going, but nonetheless I I'm I'm looking to expertise on your part to summarize a lot of that for myself and the listeners, Ron. So it's it's been awesome to have you aboard.
0: Well thank you. It's it's uh it's been a great thing to come on the show and report this and really give the pharmacies and your other listeners a lot of the education about what's going on so they can feel connected. And You know, it is a process. You want to make sure that when you solve things by law or regulations, that is the right one and that you don't have to go back and continue to change. And I think that because there are so many moving parts in pharmacy and, and you know, healthcare is a complicated field. Um, you know, we're not going to lie about that. But you know, it can be simplified, and, and I think that that's really what's kind of driving the momentum here. A lot of the, the pharmacy voices are saying, look, it's, it's really not that difficult. Um, we've been suffering here at the ground level for a while, and the, here's how you fix it. And I don't know if you've known about this, but uh, CMS held a conference call. I believe it was last week I was on the call, and uh, they actually released a study on beneficiary access to discounted copays at preferred pharmacies, uh, and this works for Medicare drug plans. And what was really interesting about that study is it showed that um, with patient access, a lot of the PBMs and insurance plans didn't really have le- enough access on the urban level uh, compared to, like, suburban and rural areas. So, um, you know, it's just great to know, again, that CMS is saying, look, something might be wrong and we might have to check it out. And, you know, whatever time it takes is what time it takes because if we stop the fight, we all know what happens.
1: Yeah, I um, I look at the um, the upcoming year and have been uh, very excited in seeing kind of what's planned to to continue to be pushed and and uh, a bill to increase transparency and generic pricing and um, uh, more more choice to be open for consumers to truly be able to go to a pharmacy that they want to go to, which is really all we want. Uh, we want patient choice to be open and. Um, the more transparency more pbm transparency with uh with health plans and so uh i'm i'm gonna be uh very excited to hear some of the shows that you're gonna come up with from a from a policy and political and and uh political perspective
0: ron so i'm looking forward to 2015 on that side me too and and you know just thinking back on 2014 just some of the the wins that pharmacy has had because they've had a lot Um, You know, they've they've seen a lot of the MAC bills that have come out on the state level. Like I said, with the CMS, you've seen them just kind of turn that ship, and now we feel like we're getting a level playing field now, slow but steady. Um, You mentioned some of the congressional bills that are good. Um, Buddy Carter, uh, that was a good election in Georgia. He's the only pharmacist that's serving in Congress. Uh, So we really hope that more pharmacy voices actually get into Congress, because a lot more are increasing on the state level. And look at the South Carolina win um, for pharmacy. I thought that was really good against Catamaran, uh, where Catamaran actually came in. And I know a lot of people are dealing with Catamaran, and um, they were the only provider for, um, you know, public employees. And um, with the state asking for an aggressive uh, markdown on MAC, they gladly obliged, and Um, I think South Carolina was a great example for all states to look at as far as pulling together all facets of pharmacy and saying, look, um, you know, if one of us gets harmed, it's going to go right down the chain. And it's going to harm not only retail, but it's going to harm hospital pharmacists and long-term care pharmacies. So I think that was a great model for people to emulate that, uh, you know, are dealing with these really, really low MAC uh, reimbursements.
1: Yeah, we did an interview with Mel Brodsky, who was the founder of Pharmacist United to necessitate change. Uh, Putt uh, Punch, who is uh, um, you know attempting to go after Catamaran directly with uh, some of the um, unfair practices and reimbursements reimbursement specific to specific pharmacies, kind of choking out independence. And that was a interview we did in August of 2014. in kind of appreciated that insight and in updating us. Um we uh we also have really been concentrating on uh, a myriad of other topics trying to widen the pharmacy podcast and a, a lot of this has come from the listeners. So if you're listening to this show um and you want your idea or you specifically to be an interview topic, please submit uh, your idea to the pharmacy podcast, and don't be surprised if we call and schedule the recording with you on just about any topic that would uh, impact the business of pharmacy. So, anything marketing, clinical, um, a new practice, a new finding, something policy related uh, at the state level, at the uh, federal level, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, Ron takes care of that. He's interviewed some great associations the national pharmaceutical council with dan leonard um you know you submitted that um uh, to us back in june um we got to um uh, do a pharmacy future leaders with brahim shatima who's a PharmD, d who just did an, an incredible job and is very passionate about the the business uh we got to meet uh thomas uh Menningen, who is the um uh, president of the APHA, which was a treat for us. Um, uh, Ron, as, as I know that you uh, very much know him. Um, and, and, and ongoing, it's, it's just been uh, interview after interview uh, to the point that we've, for the first time in podcast history, pharmacy podcast history, we started uh, to get backed up in the release of shows, which is so exciting for me to see such good content coming to the show. Uh, that's the most important part of this for me is is delivering this content to our pharmacy listeners. Shows that the, that they really want to uh, they want to learn about the topic. Um, we did a did a show called the Five Star Rating System, demystifying um, you know the whole star rating system with Dr. Samuel Stolpe and. He's a, an incredible guy. We did that interview in September uh, 19th, 2014. Ron, what do you know about the uh, five-star rating system and, and what will happen in 2015?
0: You know, I think it's going to be more of the same in 2015. I really don't see any of the five-star ratings slowing down at all. Um, I've seen it spread throughout all different segments of, of the healthcare supply chain. I've seen it at in home infusion. I've seen it uh, bleed into specialty. I've seen it in retail. Um, It's going to be something that uh, the insurance companies and PBMs are really going to be taking really what's their responsibility and making sure that, uh, you know, the risk is is kind of on them. And and now they're offsetting that onto um, pharmacy. Um, As unfair as it is, I think that uh, you're going to start seeing um, probably some more clarity in, in what the plans expect. I know that there are some standards out there to try to get um, patients off of, you know, all of these medications and really try to uh, minimize the cost to to the actual system. So again, I don't really see that any of that stuff changing, but I just do see an increase in communication between um, what these plans are looking for and what pharmacy has to provide in order to stay in the network. Um, you know, a good thing is, um, you know, while this is kind of the new world, it really is an opportunity for pharmacy to kind of spread its wings and and really think a little bit more about how do I make sure that that patient's taking the medication that they are, um, and just really I guess just a just a new way of, of of caring for the patient and it's you know it's it's really a I don't want to say a bad thing but just if you want to take a bad thing and just make it a good thing for your pharmacy if, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, it does. Um... Speaking of, about that, touching on that about pharmacy, really pushing additional uh, innovation into the practice, and um, you know, the more I spend time supporting pharmacy and the business of pharmacy and pharmacy owners, the obviously the more I'm learning. And uh, one of the new topics that we're going to spend uh, a bunch of time on in the first quarter of 2015 is talking about pharmacogenomics uh, and how pharmacy can really control. Uh, what is medication therapy management by kicking off uh, a brand new uh, treatment and regimen uh, by, um, by assuring that the medications that your patient is taking is in fact absorbing into your system properly. And um, pharmacogenomics has been um, something that I've been researching now for a very short time, only about four months with the support of PharmDs and physicians and uh i've just been um completely uh floored Ron at the opportunity that's uh in front of pharmacy um to to take hold of uh the usage tool to uh take on uh medications that are the red flag medications per se there's about 120 of them and um and then going through to ensure that your pain management uh psychiatric and cardio cardiology um uh, subjects and, and and therapeutic classes, uh, which are the three biggest ones in the whole world of classifying what medications can be absorbed and which can't, and um, or or don't absorb well, just based on your genetic makeup. So we're going to do some shows on that, Ron. I'm I'm super excited about that.
0: Yeah, that should be exciting.
1: So we did another show, which I wanted to note, uh, Ron, which was um, with Dr. Aaron Albert. And she did a, a episode uh, 174 on September 29th of 2014. Uh, we want to uh, invite uh, Dr. Aaron Albert back. So this is calling you out now, uh, Aaron, to get back to the show. We had a popularity spike in the show when you did Third Spaces. And Third Spaces was about, hey, what are you using? How are you using the space in your pharmacy right now to maximize your profitability you know, Do you have a bunch of greeting cards out there that are kind of trickling and bringing in some customers? But if you threw in a coffee barista, um, would you make more money? And going back to the uh, – and slowing patients down and getting them involved in maybe even a, a, a small little community center, um, um, a book uh, sign-out, um, library-like. A bookshare environment, which I saw that over in Ocean City, there was a pharmacy over there, Ron, that had not only a a full coffee barista, but they also had a section of the pharmacy that was all about book sharing. And you'd come in and and check out a book and and leave a book, and it was amazing how that there was a there was a table, people sat down, um, and then it it really allowed um, uh, patients slash customers to engage the pharmacy at a relaxed level. And not saying that they don't have busy days, obviously they did, but uh, I thought it was a really cool model. So Dr. Um, Aaron Albert kind of spoke on that, and uh, we talked with John Cohen, who was a a pharmacy owner of Cohen Drugs and one of our most popular um, uh, subjects for for 2014, and then uh, wanted to mention uh, a show that we really enjoyed, which was the Patient Access Network Foundation pharmacist uh, patrick uh, McKirchner, which was president of the foundation and he kind of talked about how uh, the patient access network foundation is very unique Uh, you actually sponsored that show for us ron we really appreciated that Um, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, patient access network
0: patient access network is it's the leading um, organization out there they are number one um, which is very exciting for them and Basically, what's happened is uh, when you look at specialty pharmacy, you know, you see these drugs, they're not cheap. They actually require a lot of ancillary services, a lot of hands on services. And I think that when patients uh, find out that, you know, they have to cope with these diseases, they're like, well, what kind of help can I go and get? Because, like I said, these aren't cheap. So these um, uh, network assistance, uh, prescription assistance programs are out there. And that's what pan is and pan has a, a wide variety of uh, different disease states that it deals with different manufacturers that it has relationships with um it's really kind of a word of mouth thing that it's grown uh through physicians and, and different specialty pharmacies and it's just a great resource for patients to go and find help when they need these medications at the time that they need them i
1: also want to thank uh Our sponsors for 2014, Kirby Lester, did an entire series on pharmacy automation, um, and we thank them so much for uh, how deep they went into that series. Um, Ron, they took an interesting uh, lead at using the podcast. They did a a show about the company's history. They did a show about the um, importance of automation. They brought on a member of Pharmacist Mutual to talk about uh lowering risk by using uh technology and then they brought in some industry experts um that included people like uh Terry Forshey and Dan Benamos and uh the team at Kirby Lester to dig into uh what automation means for uh the business of pharmacy and I thought what an interesting way to build um you know upon uh the podcast and use it to uh, build an entire series about what truly automation is doing for your business
0: mm-hmm. I agree definitely
1: we had RX Safe on the show we had Statenzyme on the show which we very much appreciate iMedicare, uh, Flavio uh, over there at the iMedicare team has done some incredible things I heard they've had some absolute explosive success in 2014 so we thank, thank them very much uh, you did an interview with the South Carolina Pharmacists Association Thank you so much, uh, Ron, for supplying that show with, uh, with the, uh, the team over there. Uh, Mr. Craig uh, Burridge and, and his team works hard for the, the state of uh, South Carolina. Hey, listen, if you're listening to the show, obviously I'm part of the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association and believe in that, but you know make a make a, another New year's resolution. If, if you don't support your state um, pharmacy association, please do so. These guys uh, are grassroots uh, people that really help to uh, support pharmacy at large and our place at the table. Uh, the old saying that if you're you're not at the table, make helping to make the decisions, then you're on the menu. And um, these uh, state pharmacy associations work extremely hard. I know that Pat Apple and her team over at the PPA uh, do a, a tremendous amount with which lead us led us into uh, doing a show in December which was The War on Medical Marijuana, and uh, of course it was titled, Is the War on Medical Marijuana Over? Mr. Joseph uh, Friedman came on the show. Um, Wow, Uh, Ron, talk about an interesting subject, very controversial, but uh, definitely needs to continue to be explored. Um, What have you heard about uh, medical marijuana and where you think that's going to go in 2015?
0: You know it's interesting because I didn't know you were doing that show, and uh, when I saw that, I said, "Wow, what a what a timely show!" Because I just wrote an article for Specialty Pharmacy Times on medical marijuana, and uh, what that article did was it really looked at the uh, different state uh, trends. It really focused a lot too on the federal government, and you know it's funny because I think that there's still some confusion about this issue because you see an avalanche of states that have come out and said, yes, You know, we, we do want to allow for this. And now you're seeing a, a softening of the stance in Congress um, You know, with legislation that's passed that has pretty much defunded um, some of the DEA efforts to go after a lot of the states um, that have okayed this. But really where I see the confusion, Todd, is it's, it's weird. It's The state is saying yes, but the DEA still classifies Uh, Medical marijuana as a schedule one and really until that schedule one is changed to a schedule two You're going to have this anxiety out here with these guys that are creating these dispensaries, and they're saying well You know the state tells me it's okay But I'm not sure if the federal government can still come in here and say that I'm doing something wrong Um, And I think it's kind of at a crossroads too, Todd because you look at 2016 and we've seen President Obama's stance on it He says look I I think this is a good thing, but, you know, the enforcement has been so inconsistent with that because the enforcement has been a lot tougher on on the the dispensaries. So now when a new president comes in, where is that going to lead this? I think that's going to be something that's going to be very exciting to find out.
1: Ron, uh, when we do our follow-up show with Joseph Friedman, um, I'd like you to be the host of that show. You can dig into some of the policy and some of the things that you've already researched. And I like that you've mentioned the specialty Pharmacy Times. I want to give a shout out to the team at Pharmacy Times over there, uh, led by uh, Ty Blazer. He's an incredible guy. He's uh, entrepreneurial, forward thinking. I just want to say thank you to you, uh, Ashley and the team. Uh, They've invited the Pharmacy Podcast to collaborate with them in 2015 for uh, some stories and we are so excited to be invited to do that. So we'll be working closely with pharmacy times and, uh, uh, give them the old fist bump, uh, out there. If you're listening, uh, pharmacy times, um, we're, we're excited about what's to come.
0: gonna be great.
1: So, uh, 2015, let's talk about, uh, um, what you're going to be doing, uh, Ron, I know that true North uh, political solutions has, has certainly, uh, you know launched in full I think 2014 was your your launch year and uh, so tell us about uh, what's to come from uh, from true north
0: yeah a couple things well first of all it's been a great year and it's it's really just amazing how fast it's gone and um, you know and during the year we've evolved you know we um, definitely uh, will always have our foundation of retail pharmacy and love servicing that segment of, of the healthcare industry um, and we've also started to get into medical devices, biotechnology, and specialty pharmacy. And the one thing that I don't want to hear is really a pharmacist saying, you know what, those, those issues are just too out of my reach. I really don't think so. Um, you've got the, the medical, with medical devices, you've got the tax that um, is talking about being repealed. So you're going to have more and more innovation come back. And I think that is definitely something that a pharmacy can um, utilize and help patients understand how to use those products. With biotechnology, you're going to see more and more of this discussion pick up in 2015. Um, you'll probably see the first uh, FDA approvals of biotechnology, or, or I'm sorry, biopharmaceuticals um, uh, come in. Um, that'll be 2016, so 2015 will be setting the groundwork for that, and definitely uh, pharmacist's clinical knowledge is going to be needed. And with specialty pharmacy, there's really two types. You know, I, I hear a lot of pharmacies talk about, well, there's the accreditation cost, and of course, you know, there's costs with any new venture. But, um, you know, it's more and more of these specialty drugs come on, and they're really focused on one particular disease state and more of a curative model. Um, this is definitely something that pharmacy is going to have to get in. And I think that they can start with what's called pharmacy light, or specialty pharmacy light, where a lot of these drugs that are less than $1,200 that still require a lot of the hands-on ancillary services, I don't think that's something that's too out of reach for Um, Independent pharmacy. And uh, two other things that are going to be happening this year, which I'm really excited about all at the beginning of the year. Um, First of all, I've been invited to uh, the ACA, um, the Academy of, help me out Todd, it's it's the Academy of American Uh, College of Apothecaries. Right, American College of (laughs) Apothecaries. All these alphabet soup things that too are too many out there. alphabet soups. Exactly. Well, they have an educational conference that's going to be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, February twenty fifth and th- uh, through the twenty eighth, and it's going to be uh, with the uh, veterinarians uh, ACVP, and it's going to be also co-sponsored with IACP, and I'll be talking um, down there about different uh, marketplace trends as well as policy trends that we'll probably see in twenty fifteen. And the other thing that's really exciting, and it's kind of a kickoff to that, is uh, January 20th. We're having a webinar, and it's going to be at 1 Eastern. And we're going to be putting more information on LinkedIn and, and through our website. Our blog is going to. Uh, you can sign up for it. Um, but it's titled "Healthcare Policy Trends for 2015 and How They Impact Your Profits." And uh, during this webinar, we're going to be taking a look at different topics like the Drug Quality Security Act. Um, the rise of telemedicine and, and how different uh, segments of the healthcare supply chain can fit into that as well as what Congress uh, may do. Um, there's a lot of talk of the 21st Century Cures Initiative and you know what is that going to be and are we going to see any new legislation for healthcare? We haven't really seen anything since ACA because a lot of people have kind of been uh, worried about you know is that politically uh, okay for me to, to go into healthcare after we've had that fight um, so I think 21st century cures with really trying to get curative um, answers uh, to patients and, and and get these curative medications to patients quicker and cutting the red tape is uh, going to be key um, uh, a key discussion in 2015. So uh, those are things that we're looking forward to.
1: Yes, uh, if you're listening and and you want to sign up for that webinar, just go below uh, the the podcast inside the description of the uh, of the review. Um, and you'll see the link there, and we'll tweet that link out. We'll put it on uh, LinkedIn, make sure that people can uh, sign up for that webinar, uh, Ron. We had talked about that webinar before, and very excited about um, about that webinar specifically, but uh, you're going to be doing some additional ones throughout the year.
0: Yeah, these are going to be, uh, this is really our first one uh, for 2015. We do foresee a lot more coming, and it's just a great like, bite-sized way for uh, someone to come in take a look at what's going on, really have a, a, res- a refreshed sense of, you know, it's it, it's not that complicated. I've got my arms around everything now. I feel good. And now I can think about how can I plan for my business for 2015 and onward? Um, you know, as you know, and as your listeners know, um, this healthcare care regulation and, and different legislative pieces that we're seeing, it's not going to slow down anytime soon. And you know, what I want the listeners to understand um, is, is what's out there, how can they take that information, make themselves more profitable, profitable, and, and feel like they know what's going on.
1: I want to give a shout-out to um, Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency. Um, I love what they're doing. We expect some uh, very excited things from, uh, from the team over there. Patty Benjamin uh, came aboard in 2000. 14 uh, onto the um, onto the team, uh, really helping to 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 kind of drive uh, transparency uh, of of our PBM system. Excited about that, and then uh, another shout out to Ms. Kelsey Ripper. Uh, couldn't do what I do without uh, Kelsey's assistance. Uh, you know uh, all too well, Ron, that uh, if you need to find me, uh, go find Kelsey.
0: That's right. <laughs> She's been great, and uh, yeah, just a great shout-out to your team over there. It's, it's, they've been great to work with. Yeah, I, uh,
1: I, I thank them. Um, the, it, it, if you don't have a good team backing you up, it's, it's hard to do everything yourself, as, as you and I both have experienced in our own growth of our own careers. and I've been very thankful for 2014, but um, I'm not one to linger. I'm hyperactive. Uh, it's time to, to move forward. It's time to grow the business of pharmacy—it's time to become uh, more uh, profitable. It's time to be uh, better healthcare providers. And speaking of healthcare providers, uh, what what about provider status for two thousand fifteen,
0: Ron? You know, I'm pretty optimistic about it, Todd. I think that uh, a lot of people are taking it a lot more serious uh, this time around. I can remember getting involved in those discussions probably as, as early back as, as two thousand eight. Um, And I know that these discussions have uh, predated me. Um, So it's going to be great to really get that out there. In 2015, I see this as something that's very doable. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, with 2015, I don't really know because uh, a lot of things might not be able to get done. You know, it's the year before election year. People might not want to take controversial stances. I wholeheartedly disagree. I think that uh, with the new Congress that's come in and now Republicans' control, they have to govern, and uh, you're going to have a lot of rivalries with the Democrats who want that power back. So people are going to be out to prove themselves this year. I think this is going to be a great year where actually work gets done, and it really sets up a really interesting 2016 election cycle.
1: Well, Ron, uh, we've uh, gone over what I try to hold to their 12 to 18-minute segment, uh, so... We thank the listeners for, uh, for listening to the review show for 2014 and launching into the new year of 2015. Once again, Happy New Year to all of our uh, Pharmacy Podcast listeners as well as the pharmacy industry and community at whole. Uh, my name is Todd Yuri. I'm the founder and host of the Pharmacy Podcast. And uh, we have Mr. Ron Lanton, who is the president of True North Political Solutions. Uh, You can find his website at truenorthps.com or just Google Ron Lanton Pharmacy and it comes right up. Ron, you're all over Google. I don't know if you know that, but you're uh, easy to find.
0: Well, that's good. I, I want to make sure that we're accessible. And uh, I love being uh, the government affairs strategist for the pharmacy podcast show and coming on and giving some insights to your listeners.
1: Well, Ron, it's, uh, it's been an honor having you. You've done a lot for the show. We appreciate that. And, uh, and, and cheers to you and yours uh, for 2015.
0: You too and your listeners.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the pharmacy podcast, the 2015 launch show.